0: the Lord. I, I believe that Sister Tina has already given the message. It's it's right in line with what I have uh planned out that I felt like I got from the Lord. And to be honest with you, I don't know why I'm up here. <laughs> just just to be truthful. The Lord has given her something. It's right in line with what I feel He's given me and and I just feel she she is giving it. Um, but Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, so I thank the Lord for that, thank the Lord for that. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today though, with his help I'm going to attempt uh, to uh, give you a little bit bit more for what he has shared and put upon my heart this morning, praise the Lord. I want to go to the book of Esther, the book of Esther in chapter 4, we're going to read verses 10 through 14, Esther 4. 10 through 14, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Esther, 10, Esther 4, beginning at verse 10. Then Esther spoke to Hightalk and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and all the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called he has but one law, put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have n- not been called to go into the king these thirty days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words, and Mordecai told them to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Call our attention back to the first sentence there in verse 14. For if you remain completely silent at this time, Glory to the name of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for the service thus far. I thank you for your powerful spirit, Lord, that you have been in this place. And Lord, now as your word goes forth, use me as you see fit, Lord, Lord, to go to your good people. And I give you praise and glory for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. 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 With this scripture text in mind, I want to talk to you a little bit on the subject, refusing to stay silent. Maybe, maybe y'all didn't hear that exactly right. With what just transpired with Sister Tina, I want to talk to you about refusing to stay silent. Woo! Glory to the name of the Lord. There comes a time when we gotta not be afraid to speak up. There comes a time when we gotta be bold and we gotta start praising the Lord and we gotta give Him glory and we gotta praise His name just like Sister Tina was doing. Just get stepping out there and she's not the one to do it all the time like that. That's not like her to just all of a sudden with boldness step out there like that. But there comes a time where we gotta refuse to stay silent and we gotta be vocal. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I praise your holy name. Whoo! Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Whoo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. You done done got it stirred up up here, sister. I don't know if I can get through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We have all heard or read about the British passenger liner the Titanic. And how on its maiden voyage from Southampton to New York City, it struck an iceberg in the early hours of April fifteenth, 1912, sinking to the bottom of the Atlantic and claiming over 1,500 lives. With only 705 surviving, the water temperature was to have thought to have been around 28 degrees. There was a pastor on board by the name of John Harper, born in Scotland in 1872, He made him 39 years old at this time. He would have been 40 the next month had he survived. John embraced his Christian faith at the age of 14 and began preaching at the age of 18. At 25, he became the first pastor of Paisley Road Baptist Church in Glasgow, Scotland. Under his leadership, the church quickly went from 25 people to 500 people. At the time of the Titanic disaster, John was a widower with a six-year-old daughter, Annie Jesse, and he was traveling with her and his sister to Chicago to preach for a few weeks at the Moody Church, where he had been at the previous fall as a guest speaker. And the Moody Church was founded by someone you may have heard before, Dwight L. Moody. He was the founder of the church, however, he was not the pastor. And as I looked at the, uh, the list of the... The pastors, from its inception to now, I noticed that there was a four year gap, and it 's his time period when he was on this on the Titanic to go there. They was without pastor at that time, and he was to be speaking for him for a period of time period of weeks. However, John would not be able to fulfill his ministering there when the ship began to sink, and what little lifeboats they had were being loaded john 's daughter and sister were put on the lifeboats, but John as a ship went down, jumped into the water at the last moment. And some who survived told that John Harper preached the gospel to the end, first aboard the sinking ship and afterward in the freezing water. Some were saying that he was quoting Acts 16 and 31, which says in part that those that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved, you and your household. At that time when that Ship was going down. He was not afraid to speak out and proclaim Jesus, even in that terrible disaster that happened. Even when they know the ship was going down, he could have he could have just tried to get in the boat himself. He could have ran. He could get as far away from the problem as he could. But it did not change the fact the ship was going down, and he elected to to not stay silent and speak up and tell everybody about Jesus said this ship's going down make your peace with the lord you can be saved make your peace with the lord he did not stay silent at that time he refused to stay silent he kept on speaking and talking about Jesus glory to the name of the lord and back to our, our scripture text this morning Queen Esther's refusing to stay silent that would bring freedom to her people instead of annihilation that was what was going to be taking place in and- Queen Esther replaced Queen Vashti because she refused to come before the king with her royal crown in order to show her beauty. The king wanted her to come and uh, show herself adorned in front of the king's court, but she wouldn't. She refused to do that. The king was terribly upset, so they began to look for another queen, and Queen Esther was the one who became queen. And as as she became queen during this time, Mordecai, who happened to be her cousin, but he was much older. He was watching out for her, and he was in the king's court by the gate, and he was watching over her and wanted to see how things were going. And while he was in, in, in the gates there and he was, was watching, he heard about a plot to assassinate the king by a couple of the servants there. He heard about this assassination plot. So he told Esther, Queen Esther, and she in, in turn told the king it was verified. They hung the men on the gallows. And so, uh, and it was recorded in the books. And then at this same time, t- transpiring, this is when Haman comes on the scene. And Haman was uh, promoted and lifted up and made like second to the king there. And uh, he, the king was told all the servants in, in the court. To uh, bow down and pay homage to Haman. But Mordecai was not going to do that because Mordecai only bowed to God. He would not bow down to Haman. And this infuriated Haman. And he he began to uh, uh, think that he's going to have his way with Mordecai. He wanted to kill him. But he not only wanted to kill Mordecai, he wanted to annihilate the whole Jewish community that was there and around in all the provinces. So he persuaded the king to make a decree for this to happen and take place. And while uh, Esther was queen. And she was, and at this time, though, Mordecai had uh, asked her to stay silent, to not speak because of her being Jewish, to take, stay quiet for a time. But when this uh, decree came down from the king, Mordecai knew it was no longer time to stay silent. It was time for her to speak up. But the queen knew that she couldn't just go speak up right away. She couldn't just go walk into the, to where the king was. She had to be invited, She had to, had to, but she was not invited. So this, the publication of the decree was widely known, and the plan was set forth to annihilate all of the Jews. Now, so the Queen Esther, she does in fact agreed to go to the king. She says, uh, in as Scripture said, if I die, I die, but I'm wow. going to go speak on behalf of the people to the king. And the queen, the queen was allowed to explain it, and she wanted to have a feast, the first feast. She said, uh, king, let me make a feast and we'll have a banquet, and you and Haman come here, and, and I'll explain to you what, what I, that I want, I want, because the king had asked her what she wanted. And so she had become brave at that very time. she refused to stay silent anymore. She spoke out and, and it was going to have this banquet well that very night while Haman was boasting in himself he was a prideful man, he was boasting and he was, he was bragging about it, all that he had, his kids and his wealth and uh, he was thinking what better man than anybody than I am, nobody is better than me and he he no doubt went to sleep that night uh, thinking of how he was invited to, to the banquet the next day and uh, it was going to be all about him, he, he no doubt had the sugar plums dancing in his head as he went to sleep but the king you see wasn't sleeping too well, he wasn't having a good night he woke up and he and they brought the 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 chronicles to him that they read and and found out that mordecai was the one in fact who had let the king know about this plot to take his life so the king says well what has been done for the man who has who has saved my life what has been done for him and they says well nothing king nothing has been done uh, for the man so the next day uh as uh, haman comes to the court The king calls Haman in and says, What can be done? To delight the man that the king favors, the king wanted to on- honor him because of, of how he had saved his life. And Haman gets pride and boastful again, thinks of what what man could be greater than me. So he he thinks and it stirs in his head and he conjures up this idea. Well, let a let a royal robe that the king is wearing be brought forth, and let a ro- let a royal horse uh, that the king has rode be brought and let him be uh, put on uh, put on the man and uh, gallop through the street and and promoted that. Way that the king delights in the man that the uh, that the king delights, so uh, the king says very well, do it uh, quickly, go out right away and do this thing to Mordecai, and you can imagine how Haman's heart just sunk right away that uh, that this had happened, uh, and he was not happy about it. But then, as he uh, as he had done this, and Haman had went back home, the uh, the king called for him to come again. It's time for the second feast for between the king and um, uh, Haman. So the second feast is there and Queen Esther is there. And the king asks her again, what is it that you want? Up to half the kingdom I give you, what is it that you want? And she begins to tell him how uh, it's Haman that has uh wanted to annihilate their people and kill them all. And and so and the king is outrageous, outraged at this. He does not understand how this could happen. And he wants to please his new queen because she has pleased him. So he wants to please her. So he he says that uh, let Haman be hung on the very gallows that he was going to hang Mordecai on cuz uh, cuz Haman was going to had made the gallows that night before he went to bed that was going to be the plan the next day Haman was going to go in and tell the king let's hang Mordecai you've already made the decree let's hang Mordecai on these gallows but that didn't come to pass when the king delighted in Mordecai instead then it was Haman that got uh, hung on the gallows it was the tables had turned on him it had completely changed around glory to the name of the Lord Mordecai uh, became the man that took over Haman's house because of Queen Esther he had taken over the house because the decree had already been set in place and put in force. it couldn't just be revoked it was set in stone so uh, it was already put out in all the provinces that all the Jews were going to be wiped out but there was another decree because the king had given them Haman's uh, house and household they they controlled it now they made another decree that even though uh, it the attack was going to come, uh, There was going to be, the Jewish people was going to be attacked, they were allowed now with another decree that they come up with to protect themselves, to defend themselves. And they not only defended themselves, they defeated all, all that come against them, all because Queen Esther was not afraid to speak up and not be silent anymore. She was not afraid to speak at all. Praise the name of the Lord. The Lord is good. And all the time, God is good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As I was reading and studying and this about Queen Esther and all that had transpired, uh, I couldn't help as I was thinking about uh, refusing to stay silent. It came to me about Paul and Silas when the, when they were in uh, the jail. You know, Paul and Silas, they, they were beaten hard and they were uh, bruised and they were whipped with many stripes and then thrown into jail. And so there they are in the jail and at midnight and no doubt they had to... Had maybe a broken bone or two, they had been aching, and what in the world could possibly have them want to be praying and singing songs like the scripture says? Why would they feel the need to not stay silent but start singing and praising the Lord? Because when they started singing and praising the Lord, they didn't stay silent. The Lord showed up on a scene. God created a great earthquake because of their worship, and the foundations were shook, and they were all the chains were loosed off of of them, all the doors were opened up to them and I, that is what Jesus wants to tell somebody here today that when you refuse to stay silent when you refuse to be quiet when you continue to praise Him when you continue to glorify Him He is going to remove the chains He's going to shake the foundations you're going to feel it, you're going to know it and it's going to come to pass as the Lord sees fit glory thank you Jesus, thank you Lord Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's time to refuse to to stay quiet. It's time to quit being shy and timid. And when we're out in the society, whether we're at Walmart, whether we're at work job, when we're feeling so crushed, when we're thinking about everything that's going wrong, it needs to come in our mind, I'm not going to stay silent. I'm going to praise Jesus because you're carrying around the change with you today. You're, Jesus sees that you feel like you've got a burden on your back, but He's saying if you'll just refuse to stay silent, if you'll refuse to stay quiet and praise my name and give Me glory. I'll I'll give you a personal earthquake. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus wants to give you that personal earthquake today, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to give you that personal earthquake. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think Sister Dana's already had one this morning. Refusing to stay silent. Refusing to stay silent. That, that personal earthquake, the, the actual one that the foundation shook so bad and all the prison doors opened. And Paul and Silas had to tell the jailer. Now, all the prisoners that were there heard all this going on. Now, can you imagine the inner part of the jail? The earthquake was so bad. Every chain was loosed. Every door was open, but yet they all stayed. None of them left. And, they ha- and and Paul had to tell the jailer, don't do any harm to yourself. He was ready to kill himself because he knew it wasn't going to be good for him. But the, uh, Paul told him, do not harm yourself. We are all still here. We have not left. And then they were released uh, a short time later. Glory to the name of the Lord. When a, uh, when a young David fled, a king saw into a cave for safety, he wrote this psalm. Let's look at Psalm Psalm 57. Praise the name of the Lord. Psalm 57. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Reads, be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge. Until these calamities have passed by, I will cry out to God Most High, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up. God shall send forth His mercy and His truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Do you ever feel like you're getting spears and arrows, tall statues like David had? They have prepared, excuse me, verse 5, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit for me. Into the midst of it they themselves have fallen. That is just what we read about Queen Esther and what it was uh, the annihilation that was promised to the Jewish people. They laid a net, but it, they fell into it themselves. Glory to the name of the Lord. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake, my glory. Awake lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations. For your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above All the earth, Pastor. You can come on up and begin the song. Ready? I wanted to share you that uh, chapter fifty-seven right there because it talks about how. Even with all that going on, even though he was in a cave uh, for his safety, he was still praising God. He was still giving glory to God for because he, he, he may not have known how, but he knew that God would see him through and protect him and, and keep him through the situation. I thought of the song that we sing uh, a lot of times here. Uh, the part of the uh, verse goes, uh, we've gone through many things, but I've never lost my praise. Y'all, y'all remember that one? Through everything. That's one thing we never lose. We never forget our praise. We will never lose our hope and our praise. We continue to praise God through everything, through all the trials, through all the sickness, through all all the burdens that we feel upon us. We never We never cease to forget to praise Jesus through all things. This morning, church, with what Sister Tina has shared with you and what the Lord has shared with me to give to you, refusing to stay silent. It is so important not to stay silent, even when we don't feel like being very verbal. We need to uh, give Jesus praise and glory due His name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah.